Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we're going to talk about the morning. Welcome back to another edition of the show. Uh, what is it, March 22nd, 2023, and it's episode 374. Coming off the NCAA championships, really exciting tournament, and one of the biggest, maybe the biggest moment of the weekend um, happened in the semifinals at 125 pounds, and that's today's guest, Matt Ramos from Purdue. He was runner-up this weekend. Matt, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for coming on, man. I know you've been doing a bunch of other interviews and stuff, so appreciate the time. Um, and obviously, I want to talk about this last weekend and, and all that, but I, you know, I want to get like more of the deep dive into who Matt Ramos is and just kind of start with like, how'd you get introduced to wrestling? How old were you? What was it like for you from a young age? So let's 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 bring it back. I I started when I was four years old, and I was introduced to the sport by my neighbors in my first house I was living in and my neighbors were like telling my parents hey you should you should get into wrestling you know and then my parents were like oh we'll give it we'll give our I have an older brother named Brandon he wrestled at ODU when they were still a program and he was wrestling and I was like probably like three and I'm like I want to wrestle and they're like you're too young so I was I always wanted to do like what my brother did and I started to like wrestled for my first club team, PWC, is in Plainfield, Illinois. And then we went to Bolingbrook Junior Raiders for middle school and like my middle school club team. And from high school, we moved to uh, Lockport uh, High School. And then that's where Colt wrestling and freestyle started to come into play. But yeah, that's pretty much from there on to high school. Sure uh so you like you wanted to do it from a young age you started at four what like you know was there a moment that hooked you right because a lot of kids play baseball and soccer and and everything else but you know most people who get to the the college level at some point they were like grabbed by the sport and pulled in um was was that when was that for you so growing up i i did a lot of sports i did like football i did soccer volleyball baseball but all those sports I was I wasn't really the best in and I realized wrestling was very individualized and uh, also like a team component and I really valued that uh, like the work that I put in if I work really hard then it'll pay off so like if I were I like the concept if, if I lose like you can't really blame anyone except yourself you know so after like many years of wrestling and I realized I wasn't good at other sports and I was like 
I think when I got to like my eighth grade freshman year of high school, I never really started looking at uh, like division one college until like high school year. And that's when, when I clicked, I was like, okay, I really want to pursue this. And I like, I love the sport. I'm, I love to compete and just like work really hard because I want to be at the top, but that's when it clicked for me. All right. Uh, did you have a lot of success growing up? Growing up, I would say I I was I didn't have the the biggest success. I only won state one time. That was my senior year of high school, and I think after like my I think my freshman year summer it was like the first time I got put in like the the flow rankings and stuff. And I remember I was like, no way, I'm like nationally ranked. I thought that was really cool at that. Won't forget that. And then my junior year, I won the the world champion, the cadet world championship. So that's when when things started to take off. And I took second in Fargo and both styles the year before that. And then then I won state my senior year. So I'd say after my junior year, when I won the the world championships, that that really started to take off. Sure. Uh, tell me about that world championships. Where 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 was it? What was the experience like? Um, and I can have more questions, but yeah, we'll start there. I so yeah, I growing up, I've always I remember like Yanni and all the older guys. Now I, I remember seeing like Cadet World Team, and I was at the time I'm like it would be amazing, like it'd be awesome to make a World Team. So like, I really focused on freestyle, like never really taking a break in the off season. So I parents were like, hey, we're going to the Philippines, and I said, oh, the the World Trials are during that time, the Cadet Trials in Akron, and they're like all right, you could come with us or you could go there. And I, I, I didn't go to the world. Uh, I didn't go to the Philippines and I went with my coaches from Lockport, Jameson Oster. We went to the trials. Um, semis are wrestled. Greg Doc Mahalis wrestled Anthony Ferrari in the finals. And then I ended up making the, the 2018 cadet world team. So uh, I, my parents were like, oh, you actually, you actually made the team. And I was like, oh yeah. So they were congratulating me. I was like, luckily it was a good thing. I didn't go on vacation so and then from there on we we went to the OTC for about a week and that was like my very first time at the Olympic Training Center and I just remember like doing like a warm-up lap and I was like oh my gosh that altitude like it was very hard to breathe so that was like one of the first things I remember from that and then we traveled to Croatia and that's where the the Cadet World Championships were at the time so it was definitely a culture change and I've been, I've been out of the country before but I've never competed or wrestled outside the country so uh it was a little new I was a little nervous but I mean I was ready to wrestle and and the first day we had uh I wrestled 51 kilograms which is really light I think it was like 110 pounds so I was like a little skeleton at the time and we had Mongolia first match uh Greece the second match and then the semis were against Iran and the finals was uh, Japan. And I, I remember this like core memory from the semis match. We were with, with the whole team and I made the finals and Kevin Jackson is talking and he's like, hey, guys, uh, I think there was two other people in the bronze medal match. And they're like, hey, just think of this as like your state finals match. And then everyone was looking at me They're like he hasn't made a state finals or he hasn't won state before. And I'm like, Oh shoot. So I was like, they're like, I'm like, it's okay though. So I just laughed at that and then ended up uh, beating Japan in the finals. So I thought it was a really cool experience for me all together, just like 
wrestling in Croatia, like going overseas, wrestling against uh, foreigners and just the whole training cycle. I thought was very, it was handled very well and it was a great experience. Sure. Was that in Zagreb? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I went to the yeah. junior world there in like maybe 2014. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was probably very similar to what, what you did. And it was, it's like mm-hmm. a cool little neighborhood arenas around and um, yeah, really nice people. So that's awesome. As for yeah. the wrestling, you know, what was your, describe your experience of like grabbing a foreigner or a foreigner grabbing you for the first time. And, and I, you're right. They always talk about this, this foreign feel. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember, I think it was my, or it was, uh, it was Greece, the first match. And it didn't really feel anything like different. I, I remember watching a lot of the matches cause I wrestled day two was my first time wrestling. So I got to watch the guys wrestle on day one. Cause it's weird how they like lay out the tournament where half wrestle one day, half wrestle the second day. And I remember watching them and I'd say that people from like other countries specifically are like their reattacks are really nice. Like they kind of just like, I don't know. I feel like our pace, like in the U S like we're always trying to push the pace. And like, I really saw a bunch, like a, a variety of like reattacks and, but the feels weren't very much different. A lot of people tell me that I have like a, a foreign style, like just very unconventional. So but I wouldn't say it was nothing extraordinary. Sure. Uh, I, I feel like your progression in high school, I feel like you had progressive success, right? <clears throat> I don't think maybe you didn't place and then you placed low and then third and then first and, and kind of the same kind of thing in college. Or so, so it seems, do you feel like that mm-hmm. was kind of like some guys are just like winning everything from, you know, freshman state champs <laughs> and this and that, but you've, you've had progressive success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that ties into, but like my mindset, usually specifically, I'm always like, whenever, if I either have a close match or I w- like our coach, Coach Ursuline, um, he talks about like even winning a match. If you, if it's not, if you're not doing what you need to or you're executing your game plan, like, you, like it's, he likes to, to say to leave it all on the mat and empty, empty the clip is the, is the quote. So uh, I just say learning from, every match uh win or loss and like going over it okay what can i do better here okay i got taken down i can avoid that by doing this and just like finding those little things to help perfect the craft i think helps to be progressive in the sport and keep wanting to grow and learn different areas of the sport sure um let's get into like college college decision i know you 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 initially went up to minnesota what was the recruiting process like and why did you ultimately decide on initially decide on minnesota uh so deciding on minnesota i uh i really liked their coaches i very liked the team and i think that their style specifically uh they're very hands-on they're they're there i feel like in high school known for hand fighting. And I really like that because as like someone that likes to be funky in the sport and like try to do like, uh, like just scramble rolls. And I wanted to learn a different perspective and I didn't want to keep, I know that my scrambling is going to be there, but I know like learning the fundamentals even more and hand fighting specifically, because that's not really, it wasn't my strong suit at the time. So if I can make it my strong suit, I think it would be very beneficial for me. So that was also part of the the process on why I wanted to go there is because I thought that it would be a great 
uh, experience for me to to grow my craft and my style along with being with very great people. Yeah, yeah. No, solid program there. You can't. You definitely can't go wrong. And you, you spent one year there, and then that was the year that COVID canceled the NCAs, right? But you were redshirting? So my first year was – I uh, I redshirted, and then my second year was the the COVID canceling, and I took my Olympic year. Okay, okay, awesome. Um, and you were up at one thirty. Well, let's get get the, I guess Purdue, right? How did Purdue come into the fold? Um, did you did you say, hey, I'm going to take an Olympic redshirt? And, and which did you decide first? I guess is what I'm going to get at. Like to, to transfer or like Olympic. Right, both of those. So Which I one did you decide? So I took the Olympic year first, and then after a while, I talked with the coaches and went in the portal, and then Purdue hit me up from there. And I really liked everything that they had to offer. I, I could see the coaches here being able to – I could see them coaching me and everyone on the team. It, it's pretty close to home as well, and everyone on the team is just amazing. I love, I love everything about Purdue. Um, and you were initially a 133 pounder. Yes. Uh, so How with that, yeah, we, so we talked and, uh, the plan D Schroeder, Devin Schroeder, we got him to take his six or I think fifth or sixth years is, uh, his last year. And I was, we, we all respected it. I respected it as well. And I was just happy to be able to wrestle with him. Cause he's, he's also like one of the best in at Purdue. And I'm very thankful for him being there. But uh, part of the plan was to go up to to 33 for a year, see how that uh, felt. And I was able to wrestle with him, Shop, uh, Vega, and a bunch of the guys on the team. And I think that helped a lot, especially being at 133. I think that going down to 25 this year built a lot of confidence in me because I felt like I, I wrestled okay at 33, but knowing that I was able to, to scrap with those guys at the weight above, it definitely helped my mental state and know that like, okay, I could do it there. I like what's stopping me here at 125. Well, you know, when you made the decision to come down, how, and maybe all season, how, how, how hard has this cut been? Oh no. Uh, oh yeah. I forgot to mention that too. I, the cut wasn't really, I walk around like 130, 131. So I remember oh, wow. at 133 last year, I was in the, I'll like go to weigh in and I'm like, oh shoot, I'm like two pounds under and I'll just be, I'll be like drinking water and making a sandwich just to get up to that weight. So I didn't look like a little kid on the scale. So, uh, and then by the time I weighed in, I wasn't even like a lot of people usually go and eat and get like fueled up before the match, but I was ready to rock and roll. Like right when I weighed on, on the scale, like I didn't need to refuel. So it was nice not having to worry much about my weight. And, uh, yeah, going down to 25 is very easy. Oh, that's great. You're that guy that not necessarily pissed everybody off, but, like, I was cutting weight. <laughs> you you stopped the face. And it's like, God, mm-hmm. you just want to be that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. You want to bite? And they're like, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> For mm-hmm. sure. Uh, and, and I want to back up. I was going to ask you maybe what your goals were coming into this season. But what were your goals coming into college? Uh, going into college, I, I've always had pretty high expectations and I've always, and I've started to really think this year, but like going into college, I'd say be a, be a national champ, all American, and also 
like I mean, make an Olympic team uh, in the sport of wrestling. Like, besides that, like outside the sport, like, I mean, keep good grades, keep a very balanced life. Because I think like, without a balanced life, then you won't be happy. And being happy is the most important thing uh, in life or else none, none of uh, your life will really connect and have balance and have a meaning. So, uh, but in wrestling, I wanted to, I want to be an NCAA champ, uh, multiple time All-American and world teams, uh, Olympic teams. But I, I've been having very high expectations. And I think that coming out of college and now coming to Purdue, I've really uh, developed and learned more of a plan and goals, uh, like time oriented goals to where I can, what's going to get me there. So I never really had that growing up. I'd always have the goal, but never really a plan. And I think that with Purdue and the coaches and all the staffing, they, they really help you think about it and bring it into the air. So like, okay, if this is your goal, this is what we can do to get you there. And what I really think that the little things matter, especially in that, that I've learned this year. Can you give me an example of one of those little, cause that I think this is really good stuff you're on to like, Hey, my goal mm-hmm. is to win the Olympics, my goal, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Now, and I think, right. Give me examples. So with little goals or like little, the little things to, to add on to those goals that I've, I've started to develop is, I mean that even if it's just like watching, okay. All right. This guy was really like, Jordan Burroughs, let's say, like, I really like doubling people. Let's go watch Jordan Burroughs. Like, even just watching someone who's the best at that move, um, just getting that perspective, just watching, like, clips, watching film on, like, flow, and, like, even watching your guys' documentaries, like, just, like, staying in tune with the sport, like, the little things, and wrestling in season, like, watching film and going over your match. So, okay, I don't have to go in and watch my match, but – it would be good to to go over it and learn from it. So I think that those are the little things that uh, really develop and have made me progressional uh, in the sport is just staying up to, if I have to go and watch film, if I have to go in and I don't have to go in and for an individual, I don't have to go in with the coach, but I want to. And I know that it's going to take me closer to that goal. So just finding the little things that could help chip away and get closer to that goal. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, you know, down to 25 wasn't much of a strain. How did you feel, you know, how did physically, right? How did the, the guys, did they feel smaller? Did you feel stronger? Did you feel like you were, yeah. You know, what was your, like, okay, yeah, um, I belong here. At, at 133, I felt, I did feel uh, a little bit uh, undersized, but I definitely didn't feel like I was out of the mix. Like I told myself, like, this isn't going to stop me from my goals just because I'm up a weight. Like I, I still want to have the same expectation. So going a year from at Minnesota, I tore my ACL my freshman year. So couldn't wrestle. And then taking that Olympic year, it was straight freestyle. So I went straight out of high school, uh, with an ACL, couldn't wrestle and then going straight to parterre. So, my top, my, my top bottom wasn't really the best. So I think that was the biggest thing coming into Purdue. And I think AJ shop has helped me tremendously because he was the best at it. And last year, especially with those bigger guys, I think that was the, one of my big little flaws that I really needed to, to address and do the extra individuals. But I'd say besides like the top bottom, I felt very strong and I was, I was still there. I was, I was in it for the pace. I, there were some guys that were feeling it from them cutting weight. So I, I used that to my advantage. I used like my speed and 
how much energy I have. So, but coming down to 25, I, I definitely feel a lot stronger. And like I was saying earlier, that, that mindset and, uh, that confidence of I've wrestled at 33, I've wrestled, uh, in a big 10 and national tournament. And usually, uh, I don't know if you've heard from other people, but like after just one day of like the big tens or national tournaments, your body, your body feels it. So I remember last year I was, I was, I was like, Oh my God, I was talking to Schroeder. I was like, does your body hurt? And he goes, mm-hmm. and then I remember this year I'm at 25 and it felt better. Like I, it didn't hurt as bad as last year's did. Cause everyone was so much stronger and bigger. But I think that being down at 25 is like my, the perfect weight class for me. And I feel very comfortable. All right. Um, all right. Spencer Lee, like when did you f- maybe first remember not even thinking maybe of him as an opponent, but just like and maybe if you're watching Flow or whatever back in the day, him popping up and being like, wow, look at this kid. He's this kid's good. Oh, man. Since I remember like I think like freshman year of high school, I remember just uh, talking to my teammates because he's a very big name. He was a world champion, multiple time world champion. Um, and then going into his college, freshman year of college, I was in high school and I'm like, dang, like one day I'm going to like wrestle him. And they're like, yeah. And we just always make like, we'd make jokes like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to beat him. And then I just say it. And, uh, and then we just keep talking. And then like, I would relate it to practice and stuff, but I never really thought about wrestling in him until I was in college and just having like that when I got down to 25, cause last year he wasn't wrestling, but, um, he was specifically the person to go after. So I, tr- I treated everything like I'm wrestling the best guy out there. And he was at the time, or he is one of the best. So I think when it goes into training, just uh, treating it like it's the best guy, like, what are they doing? You know, like, what can I do? Like, are they doing this right now? Or do I have to push past another wall? So I don't know. I, I never really would have thought of wrestling him. And I always remember growing up and he has a really good like chicken wing, like half. And I remember I learned it in high school. And I was like, dang, I was watching this film and I'm like, I want to learn that. And I thought it was a really cool technique. And when I got to college, I was like, all right, I get to wrestle him. So I was, I was pretty excited and uh, did the little things that I could do in my control and just staying calm and just being excited to compete. Was it a thing where, like he was so, you know, he, he so far ahead of the pack. It was a clear separation that if, you, if you're going to win, you kind of got to go through this guy one way or another. Um, was that like a focus, a, a theme, like every day or just kind of throughout the season was almost like Vision Quest, right? Like the the, the movie, right? It was like, hey, to mm-hmm. me, you got to beat this guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, I, uh, I definitely, uh, with the coaches too, like they're they're telling me in like practice, like from the start of the preseason to now, uh, every day, they're saying uh, we're gonna break past the wall and. They'll bring up like name. They'll bring up the, like the number one guy in the way, the guy who won it last year, and like while we're like going through something tough, you know. So I think that reminding myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, where do I want to get to? And just reminding myself, okay, I want to get there. I want to be better than that. And I think that that constant reminder of, okay, what happened, and then especially when you're going through it in the moment, I think helps a lot to like remember why you're doing this. You know, like why you're why I'm work like why I'm working this hard in practice. It's for a reason. And I think Spencer specific specifically, uh, when I lost to him too, uh made it even more deeper for me to want to come back and beat him. 
I'm picturing Coach Ursuline like you're running sprints or climbing a rope, and he's like, Spencer, oh, yeah. hey, come on, Ramos. Crazy. He did. He did say that. That's crazy. Yeah, I can, I can totally picture it. That's fantastic. Uh, let's let's talk about the dual meet, right? Like, so in maybe he's yelling these things at practice, and this this is clearly it's some form form of motivation. Was there a belief that you could hang with this guy? Are you like, let me just get out there and like feel it and see what happens? Did you think, you, you know, we're talking about the dual meet, right? Did you think you'd win? Like, was there a game plan? I asked you like five questions, but go ahead. Yeah. No, it, it's all right. Uh, going into the duel, I, like you were saying, like a feel thing too. I mean, I, I stick to my game plan. Uh, he's very good at uh, what he's good at. I mean, especially top wrestling too, like on his feet, like every position, he's very solid. So, I mean, just doing, working at staying true to my game plan and what I'm good at, because you never really want to wrestle into someone else's ties. So just making sure to to remember like what I'm good at and that I'm da- I'm a dangerous wrestler. So I got to have that constant reminder, like telling myself I'm dangerous. So uh, telling myself that and ha- like getting a feel too was ma- one of the main things going into that match. I didn't know what to expect and like all those thoughts of, Oh man, growing up, I'm like, oh, this man is good. He's a uh, three-time national champ, and there was a lot of thoughts too. But I mean, I just wanted to stick to the plan, and it was the hammer down cancer uh, single uh, duel as well. So it was big. It wasn't just for us; it was for all everyone out there around the world. So I, I don't. It's I don't think about it for myself. I was thinking about about it for cancer and uh, Purdue wrestling. Like, why am I doing this? So. Uh, I think having that it's bigger than myself type of match, you know, so uh, just sticking to my game plan, having a good feel and just letting it fly. Kind of walk me through that. It was either a takedown escape, then a takedown back points or takedown back points and escape. But Mm -hmm. like walk me through like, you know, you think about these things and all of a sudden you're doing them and holy Mm -hmm. crap, I'm, this this is happening or, or it's starting to happen. Kind of just walk me through the sequences or your mindset or, or or both. Yeah. So after like reflecting on the match too, and I'll go through it. Uh, I got a takedown in the beginning, like the first ten seconds. I don't know the specific time. And then in my head, I remember like my thought process. I was like, oh dang, I just I just took him down. So I was like, that's that's pretty cool. And then he got out. And then he took like a shot and we were in an over under and I'm, I'm pretty comfortable going for throws. Like I used to, I did, I did a lot of Greco. I took second at Fargo and I, I really like the concept of like hand fighting and throws. So I fell right into my, one of my over unders and I, I, I went for the throw and I threw him and I was getting those back points and he bellied out. So, and then my thought process then was like, Oh shoot, I'm, I'm really up right now. And uh, it was kind of like, like, I'd say a shock. And this was like the first time in like a wrestling match I've ever like felt like a shock where it didn't like feel real. Cause I had so much adrenaline going as well. So he got to his feet and I don't know what it was. Maybe like, I kind of just like, maybe like kicked off the gas a little bit. And then he started getting back to his ties and uh, he got a single leg and he was on top and he went to his like tilt and chicken wing arm bar. And he tilted me over and pinned me. But I, I'd say what was different from the match then to the one in Nationals is 
And after reflecting and really thinking about it is don't be surprised is what I was telling myself. Don't be surprised if I'm winning and just keep wrestling. So that was one of the main things uh, is obviously get off bottom. (laughs) Don't let them turn me and don't be surprised that I'm going to beat them. So I have to, I have to keep telling myself that because I didn't like that feeling when I was beating him. And I felt that shock in the first match where I'm like, I don't know, like, so I can't have that doubt and just keep on letting it fly and not really think. So, yeah. That's really interesting because I, I started when you were four and you went to, you know, Argos and Cadet Worlds and you wrestled how many matches and, and you experienced something you'd never experienced before. Whatever that shock you described was, right? It was like, yeah. holy, oh, oh, you, like you've experienced it all. So you thought. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly. That you were able, yeah, you were able to reflect and say, don't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's kind of, let's fast forward, right? Friday night, gearing up, like, I guess you're telling yourself, just don't be surprised. I was going to say, what do you think of before mm-hmm. the match? But maybe that's the mind frame you're trying to get yourself into. Yes, sir. Um, okay, and we, we kind of got the match queued up. I just kind of want to watch through it and hear, you can commentate, you can tell us what you're thinking, how you're feeling, <laughs> whatever, really. Yeah, I just say like keeping my hands moving. Uh, he has a very strong grip too, so I was I wanted to always keep myself moving and get to my ties. He gets to something, clear it. Um, yeah, I think right now we're just fighting for our ties and just trying to get a good position, find an opening. Have, and I wanted to tell to myself that? to stand. What was that? Have you experienced the NCAAs in the, in the semifinal round before? I know you have, probably haven't wrestled, but have you been in the building on Friday night? Oh, yeah. I have in previous years. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's electric. Yeah. You're trying to time up there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Get that bundle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he should have shot a single leg, so those his arms were able to get locked up pretty, pretty easily. Is that was a bundle? Or was that kind of a game plan? I see you going for it again. Um. Yeah. I mean, I try. It's it's a feel thing, and I think sometimes uh, I've been trying to work on is just oh yeah, it's just uh, you, just letting it fly huh? and not focusing on one move. But with that double leg, I remember telling myself too because I would fake in that in our first duel. And he, he wouldn't really budge. So I remember telling myself to take the shot. So he respects my shot because I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty explosive. So if you're, if you're not, if you're not respecting my fake, uh, I'll take it. So I think after that shot, um, created some respect for that shot. Yeah. So yeah, now you're up four one. Do you remember saying to yourself, I'm not surprised or trying to like get yourself to that space? <laughs> I did I felt it a little bit again, but it wasn't I was I just I kept on going though. I was like, this we're here. This is why we're it's here. almost like back to like having experienced that now before you you're able to handle it in a bigger exactly. situation. Yeah. It was almost like the same position from the throw, the way we landed, uh when he but it wasn't as tight. So he was able to get off easier, but it did feel very similar, which is weird. 
This is actually the first time I've seen that. I haven't watched this match yet. I was. Yeah, I don't think I've uh, sat back. I've only seen like clips. I was actually like in the back and I was like going to one of the tunnels and spending some time in the tunnel. And I'm like <laughs> hearing the crowd screaming and I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, I'm kind of supposed to be here filming something else. But I'm like, what are they, you know? <laughs> yeah. It gets, it gets real intense in there. You hear it from another block. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so with, with that move too, I kind of wanted to, I remember there was like two seconds left. And I had him in that front headlock. And I, I was talking to my teammates, too. I was like, I think I, could, I have a pretty good head pinch. Uh, me and Mitch McKee at Minnesota, uh, he has a pretty yeah. good one, too. And I realized I had one in high school. So we were, like, just messing around with a bunch of stuff. And we would work on it together. And uh, there was two seconds left there in the first. So I kind of just wanted to see. Because I knew Spencer had freestyle background. So I wanted to uh, see if if he could defend it. And I knew that. With the amount of time left, I could go for it and not give up a takedown. So it would be good knowledge to know if I could if I could hit him with it. And then here, and it just, I think you picked up. You're trying to fly. Yeah. But you can go ahead. Yeah, he picked top Rock. here. <laughs> yep, and he got that turn. <laughs> Is any, you know, is any part of you like, oh crap, here we go again, or is he gonna roll me up four yeah, more times? I, uh, I did a lot of preparation on my bottom, uh, wrestling specifically a little bit beforehand too with shop, and uh, when he picked top, I was like, all right, we're getting right into it. Here we go, and because uh, <laughs> I did, I, I didn't expect for that right away. I was like, all right, we're we're gonna have to get out here. So then I was like, Let's just stick to the game plan, do a do what I've been trained to do. And sometimes, uh, like in, in the roles too, uh, we like to stick with some baseline. Yeah. Uh, I think this year too is I like to do a lot of roles, but if you don't have a good baseline, then it won't really open up a lot of the, your funk. Like I'd say like the, your scrambles roles, you know, you got to have a good baseline. So, um, I've been really focusing on a lot of baseline technique. And then if that's not there, go to, some type of scramble roll or something or something funky. These it's like these starts on top are so crucial because if he if he beats you and gets you where he wants, it's 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 trouble. Yeah. I had to tell the ref, I don't know what like when it might have been in this when he had to recover, I said, Could you watch the the tight waist? Because it seemed pretty like tight from a for a start. Oh really? Yeah, like uh, like tight, like he was, like he was pulling it tight, or tight, like it was too deep. Like a, like a, like both, I'd say. Uh huh. Like he was pulling it in, and it was a little bit across, but it was all right. It did feel strong though. <laughs> yeah, he looks strong as hell. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got? Fifteen seconds, twenty seconds left. So are you thinking like so now you're thinking like I'm in this match, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Win. Yeah, I was talking too because I was thinking about it like to like getting them out of the first period and making the match go the whole way because I could go on my feet all seven minutes of a match, so I feel very comfortable on my feet. But.
did this match go by really fast? Did it go by really slow? I know there was that long break coming up, but in general, do you, or just it felt like a normal match just because it obviously the gravity is big. Yeah. Uh, it felt besides that break, I feel like it went by pretty quick. It didn't, it didn't really have like take a big toll on me. I feel like I'm yeah. like the time wise. I think in my mindset here was I need to get two or take him down, ride him. And I was like, I'll mm -hmm. do some flexible He's got stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And whoa, I think I heard this is where I heard the woes. Yeah. I was going nuts. Can you hear the crowd at all? Oh. I have like two pads in my head and my headgear too, so I was like, oh, I could hear them too. Must be loud. And then here I went for yeah. this because I didn't think his feet would follow, but they must have they reviewed it and they said that his foot was in, so they gave him two. I think it's yeah, it looked like it was in actually. Yeah, I didn't even know. I was just like, all right. This was a Nico. I'm talking to our producer here. You can you can scrub ahead a little bit. This is a. It's like a probably a three, four minute break, right? Yeah. What, what are you thinking? How, what's going on in, in your head during this break? Are you? What are your coaches yeah. saying? I was talking to them. I said, um, "I'm gonna have to get two takedowns or whatever it takes to to get back up there. Like I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to break through another wall or something." Or I, I think I told them, "I'll either have to get two big one or two takedowns, or I'm gonna have to go for something big." And he said, "Okay." <laughs> I was, they, they know I'm dangerous too, so I think they. Was, we just kept talking. Like, if I can't get the, the takedowns aren't there, then if something opens up, go for it. He's out. Yeah, and I think it was perfect. What he did too was he locked his hands right there to extend the arms, so now he can't really bend it that much. So. Did that start as a head pinch? Yeah, it starts as a head pinch, and then I do something with my arms to where, like, I switch it. Um, like, it turns into, like, an assassin, kind of. But I don't even know. Yeah. I think I was just pra I was just messing around one day trying to, like, make up a move or something, and then I, like, did this. And I think the first time I did this was against, like, Pat McKee one year. But yeah, it's still weird to see. <laughs> that had to feel amazing. Yeah, it was electric. <laughs> now, and you hear the crowd roaring, and yeah, and like he—he's a—I—I I love Spencer. He's a great kid too. I know that it definitely mm -hmm. hit hard for him, and he's had a great career too. So I really respect him a lot. That's it. Yeah, it was one second to go. What a, what a wild, what a wild ride. I mean, but you still got to make you one thirty walking around. But you still you got to make weight and you got to get to sleep. But I, I mm -hmm. can't imagine you're like take a shower and go to bed. Granted, yeah, you, you had, had the rest had of the get summer. off my phone. <laughs> yeah, I had to bet, get off huh? my phone. What's that? When did you realize that? I mean, right? You're like all of a sudden, you're probably like, oh, this is, I, this is never ending. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I noticed it when, well, I went up to see my parents after, and then they gave me, like, a hug and stuff, and then I was with Kendall, and I was getting a bunch of, te- I would, I think I had my phone on, like, do not disturb, so I didn't even know, and then I turned it, we were walking back, and I was looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I cannot go on my phone right now, and I'm like, I'd say I'm, like, pretty OCD to where I have to, like, respond to everyone, and, like, I can't leave something open. I'm seeing like a hundred something text messages. I'm seeing all these like DMs and stuff on like Instagram. And I'm like, I got, I, I can't go on this right now. I got to like get off and just stay like the job's not done. Like that's not the, like, that's not the only reason I came to the national tournament or I came here to win. So I, it yeah. was big to stay off my phone a little bit. Was it by the time, you know, that's a, that's a long round. You probably wrestled it just after seven, I think maybe maybe mm-hmm. it was six but by the time the round was over and you got back to your hotel and you showered up like could you kind of just get to sleep as normal or were you like still a little too wound up to, to fall asleep right away uh yeah i it was a little bit i feel like always trying to sleep uh before like a wrestling tournament's always a little bit like you're always thinking like but i mean especially after that match i, I had a lot of thoughts too and i was like I, I have to keep my mind on the right track. I like there's a reason I came here and just staying on the on the right headspace. Okay, like I, I can't go on all this social media stuff right now. I need to I need to stay like to what's true right now and just stick to what's ahead of me and just try to close my eyes and clear my thoughts. Um did did it hit you like or maybe when did it hit you like this is like one of the all time upsets? That hit me, so I lost my finals match, and I was already thinking, I'm like, all right, I need to work on this. I need to get in and watch this. I need to, okay, like, why did I feel like this? Okay, what, what, I was just already thinking of ways to, to get back in, um, so I could be back next year for that situation. Like, I was already creating a plan, and, uh, once I, I got back to my hotel room and like cooled off a little bit. I, uh, I started, I got still getting like congratulations and stuff. And then I think after that, the next day, uh, after the finals and the whole tournament is when, uh, I realized I'm like, Oh, I guess that was like pretty historical and it, it just feels weird. So I don't know. I, I'd say after the tournament is when I started to notice that, it was a pretty histor- historical match in, for NCAA wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how'd you feel about the finals? You know, you wanted to win, but how'd you feel about the way you performed? I I'd say I the my nerves I felt like were pretty okay. I I was ready to wrestle. I think I did everything I did correctly to, to lead up to it. Uh, the the thing that I did feel like I wish I would have done was take like obviously be more offensive uh I mean it was my first national finals I there was some nerves there but I think that staying on my offense and not looking just to hit one move uh goes a long way with being in that situation so I have to trust that I'm good in every position and even in my attacks so just letting it I I say it a lot but letting it fly and not not just focusing on one move, like, cause sometimes you're like, all right, I'm good at this. So I'm going to just try to look for that, you know, 
but sometimes mm-hmm. it's not there and people watch your matches. Like a lot of people watch my matches. So you have to know that, okay, it might not be there. So what else is next? And I wish that's like what I was reflecting on is I have to be ready for if someone's ready, you know, so I have to be ready for anyone's move and what they're good at and just trusting my ability and my power and my strength and just not let, uh, not just stick into one move and just letting it all fly. Sure. Yeah. That's that, and it's good. Like you're always taking, taking things away, which is obviously what you, what, what you want to do. Looking forward. Um, you got this, this decorated freestyle background. What's your plans for this spring, this summer? Um, we, I have a meeting with my, with my coaches next week and we're going to discuss that. I, I don't know what the, what the plan is yet, but obviously, um, the training is going to be in there. So I'm going to be training a lot this summer, but I don't know what the plan is yet. We're going to go over that next week. Okay. And have you been able to just kind of take this week, what last week or whatever? Cause this is the first one. Like, Gosh, no national mm-hmm. last yeah. week. Are you able to the time just kind of warps together? Are you able to just like chill out a little bit? Yeah, this I I was already trying to find ways to start lifting because I wanna I think in the summer is a good time to to get like pretty lean or pretty swole I'd like to say and just work on a lot of components of wrestling like I'd say like just like shoulders uh, back like obviously the the areas that my style is good at I like to find lifts and uh, areas that suit that area. And I was texting my coach and my weightlifting coach and they're like, I could make you a list, but I think that this week is going to be pretty good for me because I'm, I'm staying pretty low and just this, uh, this week or two is going to be like the only time off I'll have. So I, I really enjoy it. And then we're right back at it and I'm getting back to the lab and getting ready for that 2024 national tournament. I love it. The lab. What, what, you know, looking back on either this last weekend or the season, what are your biggest either takeaways or, or things you, you kind of learned about yourself or just in general? Yeah, I'd say uh, from this tournament, especially, I, I, I always hear the quote about like wrestling through every position and like even till like the end, like, like when they stop you. But uh, I've had, I had a lot of close matches um throughout the tournament i think almost every match is leading until the semis was like one point match and i think the the message behind those were to always wrestle through it in the first one i was up by one in the last third last period and then and the other two i was down uh in the final second so um just having to 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 keep wrestling through and to um uh have that why, um, why am I doing this? Um, and that constant reminder to why you're doing this. And I really, that's what I really love about Purdue wrestling is they, they bring it in the air and they say, and they'll tell you too, like our coaches will tell us, um, when we're at the, we're at our lowest right now, we're about to break or we're like the, in the live part of wrestling, uh, why I'm doing this. And they're like, do you guys want to be national champions? Do you guys want to do you want the, they'll bring up our goals while mid practice. And then that's already engraved in my head. So I think that taken away from the tournament is to, to always have that in your head in competition. Is that why, like why I'm doing this and to, to keep going to the end because it's never over until it's over. Well said, well said, man. And uh, Matt, I've really kind of enjoyed getting to know you better and, and, and hear about your story and, and where you came from. 
Um, I want to give you the final word, though, before we let you go and move on with your day to say anything you might want to say about anything. Oh, man. Uh, final word, I just say thank you, Purdue University, and thank you for supporting. And Boilermaker Nation, let's ride. Awesome, man. Matt, congratulations on a great weekend. Thanks again for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me on. All right, man. We'll take care. See ya. All right, folks, and that's going to do it. Uh, another great show, great guest there, and Matt Ramos. Pre- appreciate him joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>